What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Heart of Sports Midweek OTA. Uh, I'm on remote, Jeff. You are hanging out now in a little office for yourself. Yeah, so I got a question. I got a question for you before we start this thing. Yeah. Um, it, can people watch this later? Yes, okay, so, we'll see the so, video. So, so people can see that that you are having the backdrop of this beautiful shore house while I'm yes. sitting in a, in a room. <clears throat> yes. And, and so... Um, in case Keith Pompey is listening, this is only going to add to the belief that you are constantly on vacation, calling yeah. in from Hawaii. Now you're calling in from the shore. There seems to be this common theme that uh, Jason is traveling the world, finding beaches, and then uh, letting us listen to the ocean breeze in the background as he does a radio show. So. I'm not going to say too much because I'm going to get in trouble, but I am here with a three-year-old and a three-month-old. I would not call that a relaxing vacation, Jeff. We are just at a remote location where we go. All right. Well, feel, feel free to send cards to, to Jason. I'll send, I'll send uh, something no. back to Keith. Wish you were here because I know that I'm going to have to hear about this, which is funny because you know how little I actually do travel. But then when uh -huh. I go anywhere, it actually becomes a thing. So. Uh, sorry that you're not here with me. I'm also sorry that uh, you may be right, Jeff. How in trouble is Major League Baseball right now? Uh, Rob Manford was on ESPN last night, and I was depressed by how depressed he was. Last week, we were 100% there's going to be baseball. Now it does not sound like there's 100% there's going to be baseball. Who's we? No, no, no. Last week, Rob Manfred said 100% oh, okay. will be baseball, like he'll impose it was, something. It wasn't me 100%. The players were... basically called his bluff and said, tell us when and where. And the owners have refused to tell them when and where. And apparently there have been only written conversations since the last week. There have been no negotiations. There have been tweets. It seems like it's getting uglier. Uh, are you keeping your lack of hope going? <laughs> This is this is classic how not to negotiate 101. This is this is the most pathetic thing that I have seen in a negotiation in a long time, at least from afar, because the history of the MLBPA and the MLB is always adversarial. And yes, there is always the union versus ownership fight. And, but this is a time that they should have been able. They've had months and months and months now to sit down and try to work this out. And if you're right that this has all been by letters, nothing ever gets negotiated well just by doing that. It just No, you, people you need any to be in the same context. room. And I'm not trying to depress you more, but if they you don't can't. get this worked out, no, I think I can. If they oh, don't no, get you. this worked out, the CBA expires December 1st, 2021. They yeah. could be headed to a lockout. Fans may not be in a stadium to see a baseball game until 2023. If yeah, they don't well, fix this quickly. So so here's this here's the scenario. Well, first of all, just back to the whole negotiating thing. We've talked about the negotiations in the past. The fact is all they seem to care about. And, and by the way, I'm not blaming all the owners and I'm not blaming all the players. I'm, I'm blaming their negotiating teams is that all that seems to matter is what always matters in these labor disputes in baseball. Money. Which, no, no, it's not just money. It's who's right. And who they think that the public is going to side with. And the fact is, what neither side has ever gotten is, the public doesn't give a crap. They really don't no, they care if it's right or wrong. All they care about is whether or not they're going to get to see baseball. So what shouldn't have happened 
is that these negotiations shouldn't have been in public because it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Did you look at the MLS? Did the MLS negotiate in public? No, they went behind the scenes. No, they and the minute it got out. public at the end was when it got ugly that there was going to be threats. The rest of the time, they actually handled it behind the scenes. Right. Same thing with the NBA. It's the same thing with the NHL. All we want to hear is the announcement is, when are you coming back? And and all they cared about from the outset was who was going to be looked at as the good guy and the bad guy without ever understanding that it's not about that to the rest of us. It's about whether or not we're going to have America's pastime to start. They don't understand how important it is to a segment of the population to have some sense of normalcy and some sense of normalcy to some of us has always been to get to baseball. Spring has always been a constant for as long as you've known me. The fact is you can see my attitude pick up once we know pitchers and catchers are about to report and I'm not the only one. And I know that I am the perfect demographic for baseball because the average age is 50. Yeah, you've got disposable money. You're 50 in your 50s. my age. But, no, no, you're like perfect on every level for them. You go to games, you have a, what? a teenage son, you, you fit yeah, everything for them. But guess what? They're losing that. If you mm-hmm. if you if you ask my my 18 year old son what his favorite sport to watch is, it's not baseball anymore. It isn't. It's basketball. Basketball, right? And, and so what baseball doesn't understand is they have a teeny tiny window of this because they're going to have all these other sports that are going to be coming back. And they've squandered this window. We would even sit there and watch Spring Training Part 2 if they would put it on TV. But I would watch them throw sports- batting practice and go to the mound and have sessions I like we did when we went to Spring Training. I would watch anything that was real and live right now. But I have a question for you. Is it fair that we look at it only through the lens of we need to see sports? Can you see the side of the players who are looking at it from a health concern perspective now. I mean, the NBA apparently sent a, a list that was 125 pages oh, long of regulations. Oh, 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 oh. Wait, wait, or wait. Or you wait. think it's not even about that at all? It's just are, about... Are you talking about... You just said the NBA. We're talking... But I'm, just, I'm let's saying... Just stick, with, let's just stick with MLB for the moment. It is not about health concerns because if that was the case, the MLBPA would not have sent the the memo, email, text, whatever it was saying, just tell us where and when to show up. That was, that was the most disingenuous thing they could possibly send. Because if, if I'm MLB and I believe that what Tony Clark sent, he meant, I would just say, okay, here's the date to report. Here's your schedules, get to here. And here's the rules for how you were going to put you in a bubble. And that would have been it. But you know it's not that simple, right? So don't tell me that it's about health concerns. I have no doubt that there are players that have health concerns, and those health concerns are real. But that is not what this is about. This is is about what share of the money they get, and more importantly, more than any other sport, this is about ego. And it's about ego regarding negotiating teams. And both negotiating teams should be fired. So... The follow-up, one, does this get solved? And two, if not, when do they pull the plug and stop us from this misery? Just end it. If you're, if you're not going to have baseball, just tell us so we can go on to something else. We, but, but see, that you don't have to do that. 
you're going to go on to something else. That's the point. And then they're going and then they're going to have this labor strife coming up what next year? They're going to they're going to kill the game. Not kill the game that baseball won't ever exist, but they are slowly finding different ways to torture us to the point that even the diehard just doesn't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear it. We do a baseball show. I live for going to baseball games. And that's the other problem. With you this, relive that- minor league highlights from years ago as as fond times in your life. That's the extent to which you are the fan here that is being turned off now, that is being turned away from the game that he loves so much because he can't stand to embrace that game which he loves. You and you and I go to minor league stadiums as p- part of our living, going to interview people and now watching them grow up and hopefully become professionals and treating them like they're, they're like, you know, distant cousins or sons that we want to see, see make the majors. And we're getting to a point now where those, those kids are being neglected. That, that MLB draft was an embarrassment. The way that it was handled, the way that, the way that it's going to end up. You mean all, all seven rounds? Five all, rounds. Uh, I, I thought it was seven. It was five this year, all five rounds five instead rounds. of 40 that it normally is. Yeah. So then all, all that happened is all these kids that were in college and these high school kids who also lost their senior year or whatever year they had in college – Lost it. None of them. They got to play a couple games before all this happened. So there's all this uncertainty. We know that Major League Baseball is trying to cut the number of minor league teams. So we know that those guys are going to be out. We know that there it's been back and forth and that the owners seem to have to be shamed into continuing to pay minor league players what is a minor sum each month compared to their total budget. And what we also know is this is a big problem because unlike any other sport that I'm aware of, the, there is a group of owners in Major League Baseball that shouldn't be owners. That that in most other sports, the owners aren't are are wealthy and have wealth beyond the sport. Well, and that's what this is about. There are some owners now who just don't want to play ball because it costs them less to not pay anybody right, than but, they say but, it will to operate, which is Major ridiculous. League, but that's but, Major League Baseball's fault. They, yes, they of course. Should, they should not. They should. They have a a garbage vetting system, and what they need to do is make sure that these owners don't just have enough money to buy a baseball team and let it increase in value and be cash poor. You need owners that are able to afford to it. I, I can't imagine what it's like to live in a city like Oakland and care about baseball and every year watch the same thing go on and on and on, and also go to a stadium that. <laughs> that literally has garbage flowing out of the, the, uh, the tubes. I mean, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. And I don't understand why there's nobody in public relations, social media, somebody that is saying to these, these guys, Hey, nobody cares. The only thing they want is you all to sit at a table and announce when you're coming back. Just like MLS has a, a back MLS is back tournament that NBA is talking about coming is going to be back in Orlando. These are the things that people want to hear. They want to hear, they want to know that there's hope and baseball has always been about spring equals hope. And now they're not providing this. And yes, the players deserve as much as they can get. This is a unique time 
unique circumstances. There are going to be games without fans in the stands, which means nobody's buying peanuts, nobody's paying for parking, nobody's paying for tickets. For players to think that they should, that the owners should bear all the risk in a situation like this, there's no situation where anybody should bear all the risk. We are all in this together. And what and the MLB owners and what the players are saying is we're only in this for ourselves. Yeah, I know that one's uh, harder on you than than others to even say those words. I, I know you got a little taste of baseball on Sunday night, but I don't think that that even really satisfied what you were looking for there. We, we had some McGuire, Sammy Sosa home run derby going on on uh, hey, by ESPN the way, 30 for 30. I, you know, if I had known we were going to be on video, I could go to my closet. I just got an Aaron Altair KBO jersey with his name in Korean. I expect you to wear it next time. I uh, I hate to tell you I got to lose a little weight to fit into it, but <laughs> see I wasn't even going to go there, man. <laughs> I wasn't even going to go there. I wasn't. Yeah, but let's that. let's talk let's talk about Long Gone Summer for a minute. We had we had the director AJ Schnock on last week. Uh, we've now had both had a chance to watch it on Sunday night. Um, so what what'd you come away with? I was hoping for more. Um, you know I enjoyed. I thought that they captured at times the feeling that people had that summer and the importance that that home run chase took in public consciousness. It was everywhere. You know, you, you, you set your schedule by ESPN breaking into the at bats for these guys to see what they were going to do. It was just, it was record setting, but it was basically two hours of home run highlights, barely mentioning the elephant in the room until the last 15 minutes. And I, I thought that they let them both off easy with the questions I know it gnawed at you that once again, nobody can take responsibility for their actions and admit that they are wrong. That was my take on it. I was hoping for more. Here's an idea. Don't even admit you're wrong if you don't want to. Just admit that you could have done things a little differently or that you can understand why people uh, have a feeling of anguish and, and reticence to accept these accomplishments under the circumstances that they are. You don't want to so come you, out and say I was wrong. So, so you didn't Sammy think Sosa Sammy's lives why, in a cloud. You didn't he, think his why focus on me when everybody else was doing it was uh, suffice of a response of did you uh, how, do steroids? How, how about his comment, I just want to be happy? Well, well I want to be happy what? too. I want to be taller, but that's not going to happen. Well, we don't Sammy, always get what we want. You be as happy as you want. You made millions of dollars. You got to hit lots of home runs. You were the center of attention. You were never Michael. Excuse me. You were never Michael Jordan. Okay. <laughs> I knew that when, when, when he said that he was Mike, Michael Jordan of Chicago as well. Uh, uh, no, Sammy, there was never a point for a single second, even during that season, that you were as big as Michael Jordan. It goes to show you, though, how long you and I have been doing a show together because I watch things and I'm like, oh, Jeff will react to that. And like, I'll text you. And he's like, I was just watching that or we'll talk about it on the show. and You'll bring it up and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I figured that would happen. <laughs> How about how about Sammy saying that that God basically selected him to be in a home run derby in the, in the home run race as opposed to Ken Griffey? I mean, it, it's it, he, and what I don't understand is there were there's so much follow up that could have been done. Now I don't know whether or not they went and didn't and didn't get the answers, but the one thing that I heard during that documentary that I didn't know was Mark McGuire said. That when the whole Andrew thing started and they found the Andrew in his locker. That the company and, wouldn't back him up. Yes, that he went to I the knew. company and the company went was crickets. I, I am really 
I'm just shocked. If that's the case, I would like to know why. And I and I hope that they at least try to get the answer to that question. I would love somebody to find out what the answer to that question is. Why didn't they do it? What did, did they did they know that something was wrong? Is this even true? Is or is Mark McGuire? I mean, because the one clip they showed of Mark McGuire testifying was I remember watching Mark McGuire and and Raphael Paramaro. Uh, testify and Mark McGuire saying, "Well, what's the difference? What answer I give you?" It w- it was the height of arrogance to appear before Congress and do that. Just like, by the way, Sammy Sosa, who speaks perfectly good English, to have Not somebody then. stand there and read a statement instead of him speaking at that time. Yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting thirty for thirty. Like I said, I, I was hoping for a little more out of it. Uh, you know, I, I the Lance one kind of gave me a window into him a little bit more. The I thought the Jordan one for our questions about it gave me a window into him more. I didn't really feel like I got a window into either of them in this. I feel like I got a window into the show that they put on that one particular summer. And maybe that was the goal of what they were doing. But I thought that there was more of a story to tell about both of them before, during and after for baseball. Yeah, I mean, there there are so many interesting stories that that could be told out of that. One one of which is if you've ever seen an interview with Ken Griffey Jr., Ken Griffey was apparently the one who didn't take any of that stuff, and you never saw his body increase in that size. And, and he apparently was approached about it and said, you know, that I I don't want to take that stuff. I'm not going to do that. Uh, another story could have been. Your angle could have been uh, to talk to Barry Bonds because supposedly Barry Bonds has claimed that his motivation for doing what he was doing was being left out when that discussion was going on and that season was going on and basically feeling jealous about it and saying, well, why can they do it and why can't I? I mentioned last time we we did this on the OTA that um, when I when I sat with Bud Selig, I thought that I had talked to him about this. I asked him more about Barry Bonds and that home run chase and what it was like there. He did talk about how he felt like he did what he could in the time that he could and that the union viewed it as an issue of privacy. But I didn't ever ask him specifically about McGuire and Sosa, but they did have comments in that documentary that Seelig made at the time cheering them both on, saying how great that they were for the game. Right. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it's... And and then there was this period of time that elapsed where nobody really talked about it right after they did it, too. I think, yes, what AJ did well was capture the moment. So, you know, he's a he grew up as a Cardinals fan. And so it, it he recreated a moment in time that was big, for, especially for St. Louis and for Chicago. You know, um, I didn't even think about that, how big that must have been for people in the Midwest who got that signal. I mean, I remember when I worked in Iowa and you would get that signal kind of all over the place. And there isn't a major league team in Iowa out there. They had the minor league Cubs in Des Moines, but you listen to the Cubs or you listen to the Cardinals. I lived with a family on my first political campaign. Their nephew was a pitcher for the Cardinals. And we took a bus one day from Dubuque, Iowa, over to Wrigley Field to see a game. So I, I guess I didn't realize, you know, being on an East Coast, um, that, that how big that was for the area. It, it might be. I'm trying to think if there is a bigger rivalry in professional sports than the Cardinals and the Cubs. 
because of their somewhat proximity to each other, uh, because they they play each other so often, because of the long history of it. Other than I'm leaving out college sports, but with regard to professional sports, I don't know if there's a bigger rivalry. And the fact that they played some them each other so many times during the season, so that it was kind of head to head. You know, it was a home run derby, and that. McGuire came up and Sosa came up and you had this, you know, eight at bats per game. He did except, it again. Except in, the, except in the game that Mark McGuire was thrown out in the first inning. <laughs> oh, could you imagine being a fan that paid to go to a game that day? Uh-huh. Well, could, I wouldn't have thrown you... things on the field, but no, because but, you don't believe but, in that. Yes. Um, can I make you depressed even more before we go to NBA to finish up? Oh, you're not going to tell you. I thought maybe you'd talk about the Ohio state waiver, but go ahead. <laughs> Oh, I was going to save the Ohio State waiver for when we're on the air, actually. I was going to let you um, go live with that, over on, that one. on the radio. Yeah, percolate a little bit. Uh, okay. e- Eagles have a problem. Brandon Brooks, torn Achilles, out for the season. It's the other Achilles, that, not the one he tore previously. Huge problem for this team going into the season. Okay, so when you heard that, then who did you immediately think, okay, this opens the door to Jason Peters coming back? Yes, but um, I, I don't know if that's the best solution. He hasn't been played that position. You're shuffling your line. Um, yeah. I, I mean, there isn't, you know, there's probably no better place to learn how to play that position, and he's played offensive line forever. Uh, I'm going to look for Trey Thomas is doing a breakdown of, of one of the, the guys that are on the roster who he thinks might eventually potentially fill that. I forget the name. Oh, I thought maybe you were right thinking now. maybe he'd come back and play. Yeah, right. No, I don't think Trey would be able to do that right now. <laughs> See uh, if we can get Runyon and, and Thomas to come Runyon back and, and play. For Runyon and Trey back out well, there. To, to be fair, though, it may not really matter that much because who knows if the NFL will be back in time. Well, look, I mean, you've got Zeke Elliott now. A lot of Cowboys and Texans, apparently. Hey, how about COVID. how about those Cowboys? So so Zeke Elliott was one of the first, him and Dak Prescott were the first people to get caught on basically on camera having their own little soiree during the, the height of the pandemic. Didn't and, work and, out well. And and it turns out I don't that, wish anybody to get sick. I don't no, wish that on anybody, but me it neither. Work out but well. if but if you if you if you were gonna have like in a yearbook, most likely to most likely to get <laughs> the disease was gonna be Zeke Elliott and Dak Prescott. So some, some somebody who's out there. Yeah, but the, following but the question team. is, you know, John Harbaugh seems to be leading the the voices of how are we going to get back? How are you going to do this? How are he you? Doesn't... You know, the the most recent one I heard today was. Coaches saying exactly how do you plan on having mini camps? How are you going to have 75 guys in? Well, how do you social distance in a huddle? <laughs> I mean, that's what that's what Harbaugh keeps saying. Like, yeah. it is not realistic to think that some of the guidelines that work in other places are going to be followed if you are playing this game. And so the question is, how do you mitigate risk? Is it some type of mask that they're wearing with their mask that, that covers some of those germs? I, I don't really know. I, I think it goes to show you just how long the road is ahead for all of these sports with questions that they've never had to answer before. Like, we're going to go to the NBA now. And you got some other players in sort of an open revolt that, you know, the guys at the top may have said that they're ready to come back and play ball. But a couple hundred people on a call on Friday night. I know Kyrie Irving is not the best spokesperson for that group, possibly not the best messenger. But it sounds like 
some of the NBA players aren't sold on coming back to play some basketball, Jeff. If if the if the earth was flat, maybe the virus would just fall off the edges of it. Oh, look at you. Shots fired at Kyrie Irving right there. <laughs> no, he look, the message that he and other players are talking about is an important one. Uh, unfortunately, Kyrie is not not considered the most uh, genuine of of figures to be carrying the message considering what we've heard, at least what we've heard come out of the meeting the week before is Kyrie, who wasn't going to even play in any of these games, nor was his team in any position to win anything this year, even though the, the, I think they'll make the, this playoff group, um, is that Kyrie was asking what kind of food they were going to get served and what kind of adult beverages were going to be provided. To them. So, uh, uh, you isn't, know, that what you, isn't that what you do when you go everywhere? You call Vance ahead and say, hey, I'm coming over. What adult beverages what, will you be serving what, what, me? What kind of swag can I get for free while I'm not playing and I'm just hanging out with my teammates? Yeah, you don't um, go to a party unless they're giving a goodie bag away. Look, I, I, I'm not, I'm not the, the person, probably the best person to, to carry a message, but it, would, it just seems to me that if you want to have an impact, I mean, we talked about athlete, professional athletes having this stage to, to get a message across, how is where the NBA is going to have the biggest stage in the world? At all eyes will be on the NBA. Yes, people will watch the NHL, uh, people will watch MLS, but the NBA is going to be the premier platform. The ratings will be through the roof, and if they can play basketball, give us a sense of of uh, normalcy, and at the same time have that platform to advance that message in a positive way, how, how would that not be a good thing as opposed to not playing? How, how does not playing uh, keep the focus on something else when you can amplify it with the megaphone that is your position? Yeah, I, I don't think that if your goal is to use your platform, what better way to do it? All eyes will be on you. Uh, I watched Adam Silver's interview last night. He talked about uh, the ability to potentially do symposiums and other things with law enforcement community members to really try and start a dialogue and a discussion and a conversation about what is going on and, and where these players stand and what role they can play in, in moving things forward. And I don't see how not being a part of that conversation or being there necessarily helps their cause now i think for some of them again it's a health issue disney apparently is not bubbling off there employees will be leaving the property and coming back in which is ridiculous to me <laughs> like yeah but the, if, those are two those are two separate issues Let, let's assume that they can do this health-wise safely okay Th then then the question the question that we're left with is whether or not you play because you either play or don't play in order to advance a message and to me, you have such a great opportunity to advance a message. Let me ask you a question. We're in Philadelphia. Who, who, uh, when, when you have seen the, the marches on the streets and the signs of solidarity, who's, who's the person who has been most prominent in that in Philadelphia? Tobias Harris. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it doesn't, doesn't that bring attention in a positive way? When it came to what was going on in Montgomery County, who was the voice? Tobias Harris. Harris. So athletes, particularly the NBA, and, and by the way, as, as, as good as Tobias is, 
and is as known as he is, he's not even the star of this team. He's the maybe the third star on this team. And look at the message and the platform and what he's able to do with that. And so why would you not want to take the opportunity to use that platform? I, I think yeah, the NBA uh, owners are going to be okay with it. I think. I, I think mean, you you is... had said this all along. Again, I, I hate giving you credit when you're right. I feel like you're going to use it against me and stuff. Yeah, but you only do it on the OTA. Said... You don't do it on the radio show. Well, that's why. I just want to make sure that, you know, I, I got to keep this stuff limited. Otherwise, you'll get a little bit excited about yourself. Um, mm-hmm. But you've been saying all along. So what along was I right about? I don't want to stop you. Go ahead. You thought that, you thought that, uh, that not everybody would be on board for this return, the, the way right. that it was being portrayed. You know, this, yeah, but uh, I thought it was for health We're reasons. united front for return. Yeah, you did think it was yeah. for health reasons. Okay, thanks for telling me you were wrong. Cool. Appreciate yeah, it. Good you. job. Uh, anything else you want to cover before we hit the air on Friday? Tell anybody what to look forward to? Uh, not yet. I'm not sure what we're going to be doing on Friday. There's going to be lots to talk about. Hold on one second. Don't go anywhere. See, this is what happens when we're on video. Yeah. Uh, you can well, go get your yeah, Michigan well, flag. I'm getting a little cold, so if we're going to talk about Ohio State on Friday, we can talk about that. Um, we will. We will talk um, Ohio State on Friday and their permission by the way, to if play. Yeah, if they're doing the waivers, everybody's going to have, have an, I have an income. Don't yell at me. So don't don't I yell at me. Sit back. So. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So we, um, no, so, I mean, we'll get it added on the air. We will talk about um, the attempt to now uh, buy the Steelers part in for the Sixers ownership along Not with sure. their... They, they've done it, right? So they got yeah. 5%. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> and, I, and I've heard some, from some insiders on some interesting takes on why they're doing So okay. remind, we'll discuss that on Friday. Okay, we'll save that for the show on Friday. Join us at yeah. 4 p.m. on 610 ESPN. Jeff, uh, you go take care of yourself, and I'll be back in town in a few days. Will do. And we'll talk about everything then. Later.